Hey everybody, this is Mark. And this is Austin. And we want to welcome you to Life with Rojo, episode four. Man, how's everybody doing? Doing good, man. I can't believe it's already episode four. No, it's awesome. It's been a fun ride. We've, uh, you know, we've got a great group of people that are that are listening to the podcast. We really appreciate the comments. And uh, today we actually got a really special prize. Uh, we can get to that in a moment. But before we get there, Austin, I mean, how, how, how's your week been? How's everything been? It's been good. I was actually in Nashville all last week for work. So that was kind of nice. See some friends up there, ate some really good food, just hung out. But it was good to be home. You know, like, there's nothing like sleeping in your own bed. Well, the Rojo family missed you, and um, he's the reason why we didn't record last week, um, if anybody's wondering. That that doesn't sound right, but, you know, well, we were both in Nashville, actually, that first day. Right, I did have one day there, but I came back to record, and I was by myself in a room. It was really uncomfortable. Sounds like a personal problem, but <laughs> anyways, we're here now, we're excited to be here. Um, but yeah, my week was good. Last week was good, just busy. Weekend was nice to to be back in town and catch up on things, you know, housework, laundry, things like that. But you know, the weather has been crazy because I think last time we recorded, we were just on the other side of like snow and ice and everything, and it's been beautiful the past couple of days. So it's uh, it's been nice to be getting outside and everything. So excited about that. I know. I'm kind of glad it's not raining for at least a couple of days. It doesn't look like it's supposed to rain, so we'll see that. I know for my lunch today, I took a walk outside around one of the parks in downtown Chattanooga called Coolidge Park. I was like, man, I'm just ready for spring, ready for it to be warm, 70-degree weather, no rain, no more snow. Like, we just fast forward. After New Year's, if we could just fast forward to, like, April, I'd be okay. Well, you know, we had an interesting thing happen this week, and uh, we we have a good friend of the show, and uh, they're they're big fans, and they've, you know, they're they're, they're frequent commenters, and we just just love this person. We talked about him a little bit last week, and, um, you know, Michi, old Michi Johnson. Michi Jones, or Michi Johnson. I forgot his last name. His last name is not Johnson or Jones, for the record, but I think we self-proclaimed him a, a Jones. Yeah, Jones. Michi Jones. Michi Jones. So, 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 good friend, good friend of the podcast, and um, you know, just said, "Hey, we really enjoy it, love it," and I'm not sure if this is Michi or another part of the Rojo family, but we actually received our first care package, and it was sent from where, Austin? Germany. Yes. And they, um, you know, both of us have this kind of thing where we, our, our kind of body types are, you can tell we exercise, but you can tell we also aren't going to turn down sweets. So um, that's kind of how we operate. And I feel like this friend from Germany knew that. And they sent us um, bountiful sweets. And we're going to try some for y'all. Uh, a couple of them only Austin's going to be able to try because I'm allergic to chocolate. Oh, boy. Let's, <laughs> so um, I think we're going to get into that. Read the label for us, Austin. So this first little treasure. I'm sure everybody loves the sound of the wrapper. They, you can hear the wrapper, I'm sure. I know, Michi, I'm probably mispronouncing this. But we're going to go with Nippon. N-I-P-P-O-N. And what would you say a Nippon is in the description below? A puffed rice with chocolate. So I think it's kind of like a I think rice you read cake. that in English. We want to see it in uh, the German. German. <laughs> this tr- puff rice meat chocolate. Okay. That's, That's kind of what I thought they were. That's pretty good. Let's try this. Let's try one and see what our thoughts are. It looks like a rice cake covered in chocolate. Let's try it. It does. So, um, not that y'all want to hear me chew, but here we right. go. Hmm. It's not bad. All right. I can eat right. that. So, so we're a fan? I, yeah, it's like, what's that cereal? Is it rice, like rice cereal? It's like rice cereal covered in chocolate. Is that the Count Dracula ones? I don't think so. Is it? I don't think so. No, this is like actual like rice puff cereal. Like you can buy it. Okay. I know you haven't been down a cereal aisle in probably 45 years, but there are cereal aisles in grocery stores that have different types of cereal. Valid, valid. That's not bad. 
I could do that. A little, little nipping. So, <laughs> I don't know. Nipping. Fun treat for the family. You sure you don't want to try it? I'm, I'm sure. Don't have an EpiPen today. But um, we've got another fabulous treat here while you're finishing your nipping. And um, <laughs> these, I guess butter is the same in German. So that's pretty cool because it's a butter speculatious. <clears throat> and that's okay. Some, wow. some fine confiserie Zumfest. And it looks like little people, maybe Egyptian made, that like you would see on the walls of like a pyramid or something. Oh, I got you. You know? Um, I can't think of the word. Like hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah hieroglyphics. So let's try a hieroglyphic person. Oh, are they Santa? There we go. Oh, my guy person? looks happy. It looks like a little snowman. I don't think mine's a guy. <laughs> Um, take a bite for us, Mark. All right. Try this one. It's got some crunch. Not bad. No? It's like a butter cookie. I can taste the butter. Definitely butter. That'd be Um, good with coffee. Y'all eat like cookies and coffee. That's something my grandmother always did. She would like dip her cookies in like her coffee. And some people think it's weird. Like, why would you dip a cookie in coffee? But it's really good. This would be this would be good with a cup of coffee. You've got crumbs all over yourself. I really it's do. hard to look at you right now. No, well, but I um, say the same thing to myself every day. <laughs> what's your guess on what speculatious means? Spectacular. Hmm. Maybe that's right. So butter spectacular. Uh, I think there, it could be. Is it not? I don't Sometimes see there's like an English, English translation. But it. Yeah. So, butter speculatious. Okay. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good little butter cookie. It's really thin. Not bad. Yeah. Well, we've got another uh, chocolate adventure for you. This These look like, what, pretzel donuts? Kind of. Pretzel made, made mixed with like gingerbread. I think it's called a Herzenstern Breslin. All right. Breslin. All right. Oh, this is, oh, this is a big boy. Hang yeah. On. This is like a... Oh, it's, oh, it's soft oh, on top. Are, you know, I like those. It looks like the texture yeah. of those little animals. You know, the iced animal cookies? Yeah, like those, those are, good. are pretty good. Okay, I thought it was going to be like crunchy, but it feels soft. Doesn't look crunchy at all, so I'm not sure why you would have thought that. Let's, let's try Let's but, try it. A little, right. little Herzenstern. Yeah, a little Herzenstern. Everybody needs a little Herzenstern in their life. Does it make you want to say Brazil really excitedly? No. Okay. <laughs> I think it's definitely like gingerbread. Okay. I like gingerbread. It's a little different. It's okay, though. They, they do some things that we're not used to here. We had, um, at one point in my life, we had a German foreign exchange student. And she would get, like, toast for breakfast and put sprinkles on it. I'm not sure if Michi's into that kind of life. Like sprinkles, like... Like sprinkles like you would have on, like, a, a cupcake or something. Just sprinkles on toast? Yeah, I think she might have butter on it, if I remember right. But, I, like, I think it was butter and then sprinkles. Yeah, I was about to say, like, how would the sprinkles stay on the toast? Um, Carefully. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, just don't tilt the bread. Don't tilt the bread, just hold <laughs> so, it. Well, we have one final thing. Okay. And uh, I've been kind of excited about these because I'm a big fan of Good and Plenty's. And it kind of reminds me of a multicolored Good and Plenty. Uh, Good and Plenty is like the candy nobody else likes except me. It's um, the pink and white ones that are like black licorice on the inside. I don't think I've ever had a Good and Plenty. Yeah, I like them. Big fan. When when I used to pastor a church, um, there was this one lady in my church who would always have a box for me on the pulpit, just waiting on me. So it was pretty awesome. Uh, but but our little friend that's going to be our German Good and Plenty's is Hitchise. Um, and then below that, it says Hitchise again. Um, chewy candy. Okay. Um, Kanban bun. And Bonbaroo's Maher. There's like the flavors, maybe? Because they're all different colors. They're probably like fruit flavors. I'm going to go, I'm going to go reddish pink. That's a, that's a reddish pink. I'm going to go, I'm going to go green. All right. And it's apple. 
Hmm. Well, I don't mind that. Got a little sweet flavor. Liking that. You know what it reminds me of? It's a little chewy. It reminds me of Mentos. Like the um, fruit Mentos. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I get down with some. Yeah. What do you call them again? Hitchies. Hitchies. Let's see. I feel like these make you want to say, "Come on, man." What word is it? Maybe once you makes you feel like you want to say that. Try to say that for us. Chewy candy. No, the one next to it. Oh, that's in French. Bonbon au marché. I, I don't think it's French. That is in French. No, I think they're German. I'm pretty sure. The first word is chewy candy in German. Are they getting along good together, Germany and France? Like, yeah, I think so. Good buddies. I'm not sure. Do they share <laughs> the same currency? Well, that's French, because bonbon is like a French word for like candy, okay, or something sweet. Do they use the euros there? I don't know. I've never been, so I can't tell you. But I would assume maybe, right. maybe I don't know. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So chewy candy. Well, that's pretty good. Michi. And this could even possibly not be Michi. I think it's Michi. Well, Michi's in Germany. Right. We know Michi's in Germany. So we're just assuming Germany. it's you, Michi. So it could be one of Michi's friends or somebody that doesn't know Michi or if Michi has a rival. And there's a little note, but it wasn't signed. The note says, a little late surprise for Christmas. I hope you're all doing well. Enjoy. You know, I'm, I'm going to say this was a win. It was, was a win. A, this was a great gift. We were excited to receive it, and we really appreciate it. Um, we love Germany. I do uh, love Germany. My ancestors are German. You know, I mean, I can't speak any German. Never right. been. But they're from there. Well, that's you know. Cool. I um, I never did the genealogy stuff. I'm not sure where we're from fully. Um, Probably Germany. Good chance. I feel like a good lot chance. of people are always German. And if we're mispronouncing these, I apologize. But the nip, I, the nipping was pretty good. I can't just say. guarantee you were mispronouncing. Oh, hundred percent. Which is why so, the disclose, you know, disclaimer. Sorry, Michi. But no, we appreciate it, and we're grateful for you, and we're grateful for the entire Rojo family. But we've got to we've got to get on to some important topics right now, and I feel like we're going to do some learning right now. And I read an article this week, and it was actually. Um, from Patrick Richardson, a.k.a., and, and you guys should know him, the Laundry Evangelist. Anybody familiar with old Patrick? Can't say <laughs> I've heard of him. Well, in his books and in his writings, he actually helps to clear up a, a very difficult thing. You know, like I had one of the old school washing machines, and on it, you know, there was only like a choice or two. You know, I mean, not 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 a whole lot going on there. And I kind of prefer that because I think things have been made too busy and too confusing. Like we got a uh, Samsung washing machine recently, and it like sings to you, and it won't stop. Like it's too much. Like it will sing for like thirty seconds, and I don't even like its songs. Um, but there's all these different buttons. You know, it's like. Heavy load, light load, uh, regular load, normal, dirty, extra dirty, you dang nasty. I mean, like like all kind of different options, right? But what the laundry evangelist says is there's only one cycle you need to ever use on your washing machine. And that is the express cycle. Or if yours has like a um, quick wash or something like that, 30-minute wash, that's the only cycle you ever have to use on your laundry machine because mm -hmm. it'll do the trick. Even if you're washing, which I didn't know people did this, but like even if you soiled your like diapers. So I'm guessing that not all of them are disposable because I just imagined when I read that that like somebody put some dirty huggies in there. And I'm not sure why people would do that because the little foam stuff, I don't think it would last well with water. So some people do use like cloth diapers. You never you never heard of cloth diapers? I mean, I, mean, I feel like I've heard of them, but I feel like we were doing that a while back. Like I didn't know we were still doing I think so. I mean, I, I, they may wash them out maybe before... In the bathtub before you put them in the washing machine. I don't, I don't know how it works. Like in the bathtub? Would, would, I mean, to me that, I don't, I don't know. But 
my sister-in-law. I think my sister-in-law used cloth diapers for a little bit. She washes them in her bathtub? She would like maybe rinse them out and then put them in the washing machine. So you would rather that going in the bathtub? Again, I wasn't there. I didn't live there. I didn't ask questions. But I, I, she I think we do need to ask her some questions on that because I mean I feel I feel like we don't we don't need to be doing it in the bathtub. There, there's got to be some better options like the hose, something. Well, Carol, if you're listening, which you, you should be listening, uh, I'm about to call you and ask you how you did these cloth diapers. Because now, but anyways, I think I have the same washing machine you do. I have a Samsung, and it. It's, I mean, it's the dryer sings, the washing machine sings. Ugh, I think I'm, I can't talk. I think the little chewy. Bonbons got to me. Yeah, the, the, the last little the, thing that that tune is still kabom-bom. there. So, um, but it is a long tune. Yeah, like they really want you to go open that washing machine drawer. I mean, it'd be die. cool if it was like praise music, and you start like worshiping while you're listening to your laundry done, like a Hammond organ in the background, <laughs> <laughs> like a B flat. You probably can change. I don't know. Some of them I don't you know. probably can. Like, I'd like to change it if we could. Does yours have an app connected to it? I mean, it's an option. I think same. I don't, I've never tried. I mean, I think there's an app, though, that you can, like, put clothes in and then, like, start it. I don't later. even do good with warranties. Like, no. you know how, like, you can register something for a warranty? Yeah. I'll save the paperwork, but I never register it. And then they're like, yeah, this is nothing. You know, I feel like stores now, though, they do warranties for everything. I remember, I think, buying a scale from a store like a while back, and they asked me if I wanted like a two-year warranty on the scale. I'm like, if you're saying I want to break the scale. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I was wondering, years. is that a question to ask everybody, I, or was that just to you? I don't know. I took offense, but then I was like, no, I'm good. Right. But. Like, I wonder if there was somebody like super skinny, if they're still asking that same question. Like, you want the warranty on the scale? <laughs> okay, I don't know what you're referring to. I just want my scale. <laughs> That's so why I'm going through a self-checkout from now on. No, you know how some of them, like, they they only have, like, a max, like, weight, like, 250 or 300 or something? Like, I feel like that'd be tough if you go in there and you're like, got anything bigger? Yeah. I, I feel like that'd be, that'd be a tough day. <laughs> that would so. be a tough day. <laughs> so, um... But what do you think about that? Like, with all the technologies, like, I, I remember, like, when I got my first car... It was an 87 Camry, and I loved that thing for about two weeks. And after two weeks, I was parked in front of my friend's house. Like, you know how you park on the side Mm -hmm. of the road? Mm -hmm. And somebody came behind and totaled it. So then I got an 89 Civic. Okay. But, but yeah, like, I I loved it because I could do the work on all those cars. And now I have no clue what to do on these things. It's just like there's so many... Like buttons and so many. I, I, mean, I don't even know how to operate half the stuff on the cars now. And like, I feel like everything's going that way. Like, I've seen the refrigerators where it has like a tablet screen on it and oh, stuff. Yeah. And it's like, why are we doing this? And that you can like download pictures and it like rotates your pictures like an electric, yeah, or electronic uh, picture frame. I mean, I yeah. love my wife so much. I love my kids so much. But like, when I'm at the fridge, I want to see food, I want to see them. And some of them have, like, you can press a button and, like, the screen, like, the door itself is, like, glass, but it's, like, faded out. Mm-hmm. And you can just, like, press a button and without opening the fridge, but it shows you what's inside the fridge. I'm like, why not just open the door yeah. of the fridge? It's kind of like one of those why movies, you... like, when, when God shines a light down on people. Just like, <laughs> like what? just open the door. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I feel like you have to do more work just to see it. Versus than, opening the door. Uh, just opening the door. So I feel like things have gotten too much, but you know, it's funny when you're talking about the pictures one, my daughter actually got me, um, one of those, it's a picture frame and it just cycles through mm-hmm. different pictures, but I think she did something wrong because all the pictures, it looks like you're looking in a mirror maze. So they're all like super wide or super tall <laughs> and skinny. <laughs> and so every picture is really confusing when I see it. She probably bought it from like the discount aisle or something. Maybe. You know, it was like a return. How do you feel about that? that? She bought you a discounted picture frame. Well, I mean, uh, I, try, I try to teach my kids to shop well. Kind of sad. And, uh, <laughs> I feel like she was discount shopping and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. 
But let me get back to this whole washing machine thing. So you're saying this guy is saying you only need to do the, like the express cycle or the fast cycle, whatever it's called. That's it. So what's the purpose of all the other cycles? To waste our time. That's I what mean, he's really? saying. He's saying this thing's done in 30 minutes and y'all are over here spending 40 or an hour or an hour 13. Is the water in the express cycle hot or cold? Because that, that, that determines like in certain clothes, like you can't wash like certain things in hot water or some needs to be in cold water. I don't know. I kind of do everything cold because um, I don't want stuff to shrink. Yeah. Because hot will shrink it. I just kind of throw things in there and put a, like a pad in there and hope for the best. Like it just comes clean. Yeah, mm. so um, Rojo family, like for real, like we're only using one cycle these days. Don't waste your time on the other ones. Now, another thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, we're seeing it everywhere now. Mm-hmm. I was at Lowe's yesterday, and I was picking up some lumber, and the only lanes that were open were self-checkout. I'm expecting it in Walmart, other places mm-hmm. like that, but this was Lowe's. And I'm having to scan lumber and, you know, just all kind of different things. And the guy that was right behind me was so frustrated. He's like, even this place has self-checkout? And that was the only lane open. And, hmm. you know, what are your thoughts on that? I personally am a fan of a self-checkout. I like a self-checkout. You know, I, I think, I feel like there should be, like, self-checkout etiquette, though. Like, if you have a cart full of stuff, maybe go through, like, a normal line where there's someone there. Because usually... Like in certain stores, the self-checkout, you only have like a foot of space to put stuff, right? And so you'll put some stuff out in, from your cart. You're checking out. You put And then the bag area, you only have like space for two bags. Mm-hmm. So then when that gets full, you got to take the bags and put it back in the cart. But then you still have stuff in the cart. So it's like a lot of back and forth. Or I feel like if you go through like a normal or old school aisle where like someone's there to check out, you can put so much more. It goes faster because you right. can put more stuff on the conveyor belt. So, you know, like if they're wanting us and they're encouraging us to do self-checkout, why not give us a little better space to work with? I think some store, I think Walmart has like some checkouts that have like more like conveyor, conveyor belt space. But most of their checkouts are like pretty small. I think that's the fancy big city ones. Like in my part of the world, well, ours aren't like that. Well, so I didn't want to say it, but I'm a big fan of self-checkout. I like it. Well, I mean, I like people. So that's where we're different. And um, <laughs> might be what we're so, doing. <laughs> so I, I like to, I, I don't know, I'm cheesy. I like to like, you know, encourage that uh, cashier or whatever, because I know a lot of people have probably been mean to them that day and a lot of people are frustrated. So I'm like, you know, trying to point out something about them. Like, even if they like cuss me out or something, I'm like, hey, your accent was cool. I was about to ask like, you, how many times you've been cussed out by a cashier, right? Mark? I know. I mean, it's not happening, but I'm saying even if they did, like, I feel like I'd try to keep it yeah. positive. Well, that's So you don't like, you don't ever use a self-checkout? I, I mean, I'll use it, but it's kind of like, to me, like a drive-thru. Like, I won't use a drive-thru. I feel like a drive-thru has made us the laziest people in the world. So my kids get so annoyed because my wife's a big fan of the drive-thru. And I will not use it. Like, I will walk in no matter what. It could be raining, whatever. Really? And the places that the drive-thru is open an hour later, I'll go to another restaurant. They're just like an onion. There's so many so many layers. So you don't ever go through a drive-thru? I mean, I, I'm not going to say I've never been to one. I've been through a couple. But I'd say 99% of the time, like maybe my whole life, personally dr- driven, mm-hmm. Maybe three times. I hate drive-thrus. So you don't think that people working the drive-thru deserve a, a smiling face or a, a happy no, comic? <laughs> they don't. Um, I, I Because a lot of times they can't understand me. And sometimes like my voice is a little higher pitched. They think I'm female. And uh, it hurts my feelings sometimes. Does it hurt your feelings? A little bit. A little bit. Not that being <laughs> female is wrong or anything. It's just, you know, people don't know what to expect because people... You know, don't don't expect me when I come up. I will say I think that's where we're different. Like I I appreciate a drive through because one, I like the convenience of it. I like the convenience, but two, I always make sure I'm I'm like extra nice to them because I know they've been yelled at for sure. Sometimes I've seen people before, no joke, like throw their food back through the drive through window. So like those they like they need someone even if they get your order wrong or even if you're having to wait a long time. Like I always try to treat them. Like really nice and you know just a smile 
So I don't know, maybe that's my way of giving back. You go through like the regular cashier lines. I go through drive-through lines. So. I don't feel like me yeah. or anybody in the Rojo family think, believe you. I think that's the that, same. That you're trying to speak life through a drive-through. I don't. So you're, but you're trying to speak life. Oh, at a I do. I do. At a, I, at a Kroger, yeah, or an Ingles, wherever you go grocery shopping. Absolutely, yeah. like, and they love it. They do. Um, the people that are with me are usually embarrassed, but the people working there, they love something a little different. Yeah, but you don't think. But the people in the drive-through do too. I think so. They don't. And then sometimes they hold they on to your card too long, and I'm like, "What are y'all doing in there? Like, you've been gone a while." And um, maybe that's just a you thing. I don't know. I don't know. Not a fan of a drive-through. Like. I literally will a lot of times park the farthest spot I can find, and my, my kids don't love that either. So sometimes, like, let's say we're going to a Walmart or something, we're going to get some steps in. I know you don't eat, like, a lot of junk food or, like, fast food. So what restaurants are you going, though, that would have a you know, a drive through There's the occasional Chick-fil-A. Okay. Or Zaxby's. Those are probably the only two. Yeah. I was say, you're not really, like, a Burger King type of guy. I mean, I've had I've had my Burger King moments in the past, but it's been a while since I've been doing a Burger King. Yeah. What's your go-to at Chick-fil-A? What do you get? Um, I like what Chick-fil-A stands for, and I like that they stand for their values and everything like that. And I think that's pretty awesome, but I only eat their fries and sweet tea. I don't like their chicken. Really? You don't like their chicken? No, nah, I've had it once and wasn't a fan. So I only eat their fries and sweet tea. And I'll get their kale salad on occasion. What don't you like about their chicken? Just uh, not not the biggest fan. I mean, it's fine. But I don't, okay. I'm not a chicken yeah. nugget guy. Like, I think I've tried them there once. I've never tried McDonald's or anything. But, and then I've had them at home once. Never liked chicken nuggets. And then uh, I have actually a chicken allergy where um, on like having chicken breast, I can't you have actually, a chicken allergy. Yeah, like so when I went to the allergist, like it just automatically, no matter how it's cooked, just gives me really bad heartburn and uh, really uncomfortable. And they said it was a chicken allergy. Not sure, but really eat, what's going on. But there. you can eat chicken wings. I, I do like a chicken wing. I, I think it's like when I'm. I, I don't know. So you just can't eat a chicken breast or a chicken nugget. Yeah, anytime I've had it. Well, I don't know about chicken nugget. I've never got sick with one, but. Every time I have chicken breast, I've always had heartburn. And when I did an allergy test, they did say I have some sensitivity to chicken. That's interesting. Yeah. And you've only had chicken nuggets once? Maybe I, twice? I think I had them once or twice at home, and then I had them once in a restaurant. Fascinating, Mark. <laughs> well, you've and only I've had, had, I've had chicken strip like twice. I do like a chicken strip. I like um, a good chicken strip. I like the skin from like the homestyle fried chicken, like from KFC. Uh, not KFC. Where do you get like skin from chicken? Then like Ingles. Like, oh, like a rotisserie chicken. No, no, no. Oh. Like the fried. Like oh, like the, the fried the chicken. chicken skin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> I mean, but, but wings are really my go-to on chicken. Yeah. I like the skin from like Sorry. a rotisserie chicken. You ever had like a rotisserie chicken, like from? Costco or Sam's Club. It's like I think like Brittany's a, pulled them apart and like put it in chicken dumplings yeah. before. It's pretty. They have pretty good skin. Wow, chicken skin. What a yeah. What a topic of conversation. Well, but back um, to the washing machine. No, but um, yeah, I just I don't know. Like, and also the self checkouts. Yeah. Like people lose jobs because of self checkouts. You know, they're not needing to hire as many true. people and everything. But it's true. And like. I don't know. I, I just I just feel like there can be too much technology. Like, technology's great. We, we all use it, and there's wonderful things about it. But it's come to a place where you can't work on a car anymore. You can't talk to somebody in a store. You know, it's just... Like, I feel like when I go to a grocery store or something, I got to have a lot of time because I know I'm going to run across mm-hmm. a bunch of people I'm going to talk to, and then probably about two or three strangers I'm going to talk to, and then the cashier. So if I don't have a lot of time, I'm not going to the store. That's, that's a good point. And you live in a small town, so right. you know a lot of the people mm-hmm. in the town. Probably pastored some of them before. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, I don't ever go to to the store around there and, like, not see people I know. Yeah. 
You were telling me though, talking about like technology, you were saying there's a restaurant now that has like robot services where we live. Yeah, so so there's a restaurant and, and there's multiple restaurants that like the servers uh, a robot in like it's bigger cities. And I don't know if it's come to Chattanooga yet or it's about to, but they've got one that's coming to Chattanooga uh, that has a, a robot server. That's interesting. I wonder how that how that's going to work. I don't know. I mean, like, it's kind of freaks me out a little bit. But I did like the Jetsons. I was a fan of that. <laughs> so, so like, if it's like that, the, made the maid Jetson, she was pretty cool. That was I forgot about that show. Yeah, it was a great show. I saw that before. One of my favorite episodes is when the Jetsons met the Flintstones. That was a pretty big deal. I don't know. I ever saw that one. You missed out. Where did they meet? I don't remember. Did, did someone go back in time or did someone go I, I, I don't know. It really wasn't that good, but they had a lot of hype for it. So um, it wasn't one of their best episodes. But a robot server. like, do Yeah. You, do you tip a robot server? I'm not going to. Uh, yeah. I mean, would you, I you just slide a debit card in there or something? I don't know. I'm not you just plug it up in the wall? Like, like get an extra like battery charge or something? It's like, it's like a little How pat on the it? back for a robot. Good job. Good job, robot. I, I like the Roomba though. We got a Roomba at home. Roombas are nice. Mm. That's that's fun. That's kind of like a you could just put a tray on it and hope for the best. That's true. <laughs> you know, kind of like your personal. Isaac has a um, little dog, like it's a weenie dog, and we've mm. uh, we've put it on the Roomba. <laughs> it didn't enjoy it so much. Probably not. Yeah. So. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're going to have to see. I'll probably try it once, but probably won't do it a second time. I want to go just to see the robots. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they might be videoing me or something, and I don't know. I don't trust a robot. Just wear glass, sunglasses the entire time and a hat. I, I feel like the more we allow them to do stuff, the less we're going to be able to do. Like, even when I was yeah. in the military, there's certain... Um, there's certain things that are going that direction, like um, with robots and things like that. And it's, I, I worry about like the collateral damage from that. Like mm-hmm. if, if you were to send a robot into a marketplace and maybe there was an explosion attached to it or something, like how many innocent people mm-hmm. would get hurt? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like it takes away the human aspect and we, we, we could get in some trouble there. Yeah, I would agree with that. I do, I do think it seems to be taken over a little bit. Like, I understand, you know, convenience and, like, assistance and help and, like, technology is great. But, yeah, it is kind of getting, now that we have, like, robot servers. Right. Like what's next? What's going to be next? Um, well, you know, we already got robot kind of car washes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's car washes where you might not deal with a person. Robot yeah. server. Uh, I'm sure there's robot laundromats. Um, it's called a wash machine and dryer. <laughs> that's, that's valid. <laughs> that's been around since the fifties, right, buddy. Right. Yeah, that was our first one, actually. <laughs> they're just, they just, they're stationary. Oh, we got the robot cars now. I mean, cars do drive themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably robot military. Maybe rope. Well, like a robot, like um, barber. Why do you ever have like a robot? No, I would not hear. trust that because you know he might be programmed wrong. I've seen too many movies like that. What movies you watching? I've never, I've never seen. I don't know. I just feel like there's movies like that. So, like yeah. where maybe a robot's programmed wrong. I, I think there's more cartoons like Batman or something. I wonder if they'll get like robot workers, like you know, like in stores they have like stalkers and things like that they're carrying like things out to the shelves I thought like, you said stalkers like, like stalkers like shelf, I mean they're probably like, gonna have robots doing shelves. that too that's what I'm worried yeah. about robots that's why I don't like them yeah no you gotta be careful yeah once just, it gets above a Roomba I'm out just don't charge it but um you, you know we actually did have a question sent in that I wanted to see if you can address for us we did have yeah, one or two but one question came in from a fan named Kristen and it's a it's a long question about paper clips. I'm just gonna paraphrase it, but basically asking how many paper clips in general is too many paper clips to have in your possession? Well before we address the question, um I read the question too and she likes a lot of words. 
I felt like it was a little too many words. I think she's, she's probably a teacher. Teachers like gotta words. Got to be. I think they try to like fluff it up so they sound smarter than us. Yeah. It's so. like, no, joke's on you. We already know you're smarter right. than us. Right. Yeah. 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 There wasn't it's, a question it's there. Not like, it's not a competition. Right. <laughs> you win. But how many if anybody's <laughs> listened to this podcast, they know just you're about anybody smarter than us. Hands down. I'm so. not going to argue. But how many paper clips is too much in general, too many in general? That's subjective. I mean, maybe a teacher would have more paper clips, you know, or like an office administrator might have a lot of paper clips that might more so than maybe a mechanic. See, so, I, I feel like you make everything know. subjective. And subjective. maybe you just need an answer. Like, okay, like, well, how many paper clips? How many paper clips do you say are too many? Well, in my desk, I probably got about 100. So, um, you know, it's a lot of paper clips. It is, but a box is probably a hundred. You know, that's just that's true. Case. Okay, yeah. So, um, over a lifetime, I think a person would use maybe hundred and fifty, and then maybe if you're a teacher, I maybe think kind of low. I don't know. I think that's a little low. I mean, what are you doing with paper clips these days? Well, pe- there's a thing st- called a stapler. People still use. Paper though, and they may not want to use a stick. But like in the elementary, I don't know. I think a teacher's like it might be easier for a kid to like well, take apart certain papers when well, there's like well, we got to separate normal thing. person and paper and teacher, right? I'm talking normal person, 150. Because I'm using a stapler, I'm not worried about hurting the paper. Yeah, I guess with a paper, I'm not a paper though, rights activist, it's like you can like reuse. But yeah, I don't know, 150 maybe, maybe I don't know. I mean, your whole life, like, come on. You're not out there paper clipping stuff. I don't know. I've used a. I've been known to use a paper clip or two. You know, I like those I little um things. Those little clips. The clip things. No, too. those are those, fancy. Those are legit. They just take up space, but yeah. those are nice. They're, They're expensive. Though. So I'm not They're expensive. Those. I used to like collect those in grad school when I like they pass them out like with papers to us. I'm like, I want to use this clip one day. I never used a clip. I've always been I, kind I had of a desk for desk for. I've always been kind of like that with pins and free t-shirts. Like, I will take any free t-shirt somebody will give me. I love a free t-shirt. And I I tend to steal pins. I don't mean to. And I'm confessing it here to the Rojo family, but I I am kind of a pin stealer. (laughs) So, But anyway, so, Kristen, get back to your question. If you are a teacher, I don't know if you're a teacher or not. I would assume if you're a teacher, you're probably going to use more paper clips than most people. All right, so give me a teacher number. Like a lot, like career? Like career. Ooh, you know, what's a teacher going to do about 40 years? I'd say like 10,000. 10,000. Yeah. In, in, in 40 years? Yeah. Oh, you go reuse them too, though, because teachers don't get like budgets. They, you can reuse them, but yeah, people you, do throw them away, though. Or they get that, like, uh, you yeah. know, if you're eating at your desk and you're cleaning out your desk, and there's a bunch of crumbs from some of these, you know, nipping German candies. And they're, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm just going to throw it all away and buy a new box. Like, they get thrown away too. I'd say ten thousand. Throw them all away and buy a new box. People man. throw stuff away. You know what these teachers are working with these days. I understand, but I'm just saying what I've heard. They're throwing them away. Some of them do. I don't think teachers are throwing them away. I think those are some bad kids that are throwing them away. Like kids throw the them te- away. The teachers gonna get after those kids. You know, they fall on the floor. You back them up. You don't see them. They're going to lose recess or something. You hear them. Do you ever vacuumed up a, a Oh, yeah. Clip? I mean, every time I vacuumed a classroom. <laughs> you feel like your vacuum cleaner is coming apart. Right. Yeah, it's it's a rough ride for that. So what would you say? Teacher, 40 years. All right. 40 paper. years. Dang. Um, I mean, you might be you might be right. We, we might be 15,000, but... I think anything more than that, it's just taking up space. That's a little excessive. Yeah. It's a lot of paper clips. Right. Like, and I mean, how big is 15,000 paper clips? Like, is that like... It's not very many. Like a milk jug? Like a milk carton full? No, probably not. That'd a be milk more. carton full? Like, you're putting paper clips in a <laughs> I milk I don't know what you're saying. Like, how much I mean, how they're probably in little boxes. Built? So, we got to think yeah. box. Um, I don't know. 15,000 fit in like a microwave, maybe? Probably. Yeah. Probably not. Like, like the yeah. size of a microwave. Like if yeah. it's just that, well, that was an empty box. If you said there's a hundred in the box. I mean, there could be more. Those boxes are not very big. No, there's probably more than probably that. Fit, probably wrong there. How about a shoe box? Can you fit 10,000 paper clips in a shoe box? Mm-hmm. Like a size 12? Yeah, it's got to be a good size foot. Not like, I mean, a, not like a five. What about like Shaq's foot? You could probably fit like 25,000. Yeah. 
That's more in a teacher's career. That's, like, that's what they it's need. Like to do. three teachers. And I bet she's got and a, a TA. Good shoe. <laughs> I bet she's got <laughs> a good shoe collection. So they need to give every teacher a shoe box, a shack shoe full of paper, paper clips. clips. And that's all they need for like their life career. career. Yeah. How much does a paper clip go for these days? I think about. Now, what's the street value of a paper clip? I think we got about 10 for a penny. You know, that's it? With inflation like it is? At least, at least a quarter. You think ten for a quarter? Maybe not ten for a quarter. Maybe like ten for fifteen cents or something. I think it's more than a penny. No, I mean, I mean, you're saying they're more than a penny each. I'm just saying the market, man. There's a market. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so so you think people are paying? I don't know what people. I don't know what they go for these days. I mean, I guess I guess you might be right because I know uh, <laughs> because. <laughs> Because you're not getting a hundred of them for a dollar. No, that's about two ninety five, probably. And if you get like name brand, like from Staples, they have name brand paper clips. Well, I mean Staples would I, be name a brand. store brand. Yeah, but I, I, Do I you think know if what Staples, name brand means. But I think if Staples above like Walmart, like Walmart's probably gonna be cheaper paper clips. Like it's gonna be cheaper. You you think there's because people have grades of paper clips? Yeah, I know there's different. There sizes. are different grades of paper clips. Some paper clips are super thin and metal. Some have like the plastic. Yeah, what about that coating? Around. I don't like those. I kind of like it, like a green coating, a blue no. coating. It's nice. Sticks out, stands out against the white paper. Nah, those things are messing up the paper. How much? Is, now those are a lot bigger though. I feel like they went away from those. It's just like the number two pencil, right? That's the only pencil anybody uses. We ain't got no number one, number three. Why was it number two? Is that the type of lead that's in it or something like that they would use? I think number one just was a bust. Maybe. And, and they just stuck with number two. And then number two was doing its work. I mean, we've been using so number two like, for lifetimes. Just not broke, don't fix it. Right. So, so with number we two. We didn't even go number three. What about those big fat pencils? You ever see those? Like, oh, I, I hate those things. So. Yeah, it's just like a regular pencil, but it's really thick. And they like feel rubbery and stuff. I don't know. And they still say number two on them, so somebody's lying. Did you ever get the little like grippies for your number two pencils in school? I liked that. Stuff. I thought that was so cool. And uh, the little erasers you can add on, you can get oh, kind of yeah. like, you know, you go to the yeah. little school store thing or whatever. Oh, I used to love the school store. Yeah, that was legit. Um, <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> I like I like a mechanical pencil still to this day. Like if I'm just taking mm-hmm. some notes or something, I like a mechanical pencil. I like a mechanical pencil. I I, I don't do like a regular one because I don't keep a sharpener on me. So. Yeah. So I guess to answer the question, maybe like ten to fifteen thousand for a teacher. Yeah. And then I, maybe for the average civilian, a thousand. Yeah, let's say a thousand max. That might be. High. I think beyond that, you're a paperclip glutton. Like that's a lot of paperclips. Like what, yeah. are you, what are you clipping? I don't know what. What are we doing? Why do you have so much paper? We'll go like you know, electronic if you can. Yeah, I mean, well, I wonder if you could use it like house decorations or something. Like they gotta have to be multi-purpose oh, if they're getting above fifteen. You could 000. definitely do something. Like, or what about that teacher that gets her shack shoebox of paper clips and then like only teaches for a year? Like she's got to figure something out to do with those things. That's why, like, when people graduate from school with like a teaching degree, they should get their diploma and also the shoebox full of paper right. clips. So like I they're agree. set. Like. They ain't got to spend, they will never have to spend $40 on paper clips again. Right. I, I think that's the flaw of our educational <coughs> system, but I think 15000 is going to be more than $40. It probably will be. Because we came up with a price. Yeah. I mean, 15000 I bet you you're paying 100 bucks. Yeah. And, like, how sad would you be if you spent $100 on paper wow. clips today? Like, you go to Walmart and you just drop you, 100 on paper clips. Like, you think about it, though. That $100 for 15,000 paper clips sounds like a steal. I mean, it does, but, like, you want to break that up into pieces. You don't want to use a hundo on it. Like, no, don't do that. Don't nah, do that. that. That hurts your feelings. Yeah. Make you want to eat some of these sweets that Michi got us. A little, little nipping. You know, a little, um, little bonbon. Next week we're going to get into some some cool Valentine's stuff. Oh yeah! But um, we do. I, we're going to give you just a tiny little taste before we get in the next part of um, what we got going on for next week because we had a great question sent in by um, a member of the Rojo family, and uh, let me pull it up here. Go ahead and share that question with us. So yeah. We'll just do the first part. So, possible question for the next pod. 
Mark, tell us how you met Brittany and Austin. Mark, make predictions for Austin's future spouse. <laughs> I'm talking time frame, personality type, anything you're comfortable with. Wow, that's going to be a oh, that's going that's going to be a, a hoot. Oh, that's going to be a hoot and a holler, <laughs> ma'am. I don't have it. I pulled up who sent that question. I think that's, that's going to be a lot of fun, so we're going to dig deep on that. No, we don't and, need to dig that deep. And, no, I think we need to dig deep. And Rojo sh- family, we're trying to find Austin a wife. So if um, you've, you've got any predictions on how long this is going to take, we'd love to hear that. <laughs> My so, mother would also love to hear that. Right. She's been praying for a long time. Miss Deborah has been waiting at Thanksgiving for 30 however many years Waiting for a woman by his side, and she has been sad every Thanksgiving to just see him. So the first part of the question was talking about how you met your wife. Are you going to talk about that next yeah, week? Yeah, we'll or? talk about next week. Okay. Because uh, we'll it's, it's, a, it's a story that I think y'all will appreciate. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not uh, – it doesn't lack embarrassment. So I, I think y'all will really enjoy that. But one thing I wanted to get into that I think is going to be a lot of fun, because I know that you have a great story that you want to share with us. You've been wanting to share with the Rojo family. Have I? I yeah. I didn't realize that. And uh, it's on airport stories. Oh, yeah. And I, I'd like to hear about <coughs> one of your mission trips that you were on, Austin. There's been so many, Mark. Well, been like three. No. <laughs> Are you talking about where I got sick on the airplane? Yeah, that's the one. There's no worse feeling. I'm not talking physically, but emotionally. (laughs) To be sick on an airplane. So I was in Ecuador. And we were flying back from Ecuador. And we were flying from Ecuador to Miami. Then Miami to Atlanta. And I had a really bad headache. So I took some, like, you know, ibuprofen, whatever, you know. And just it just wouldn't go away. I don't know if I had ate something or what. But, like, I was just, man, I was not feeling good. So we finally land from Ecuador to Miami. I think I may have take a couple extra like Tylenol or something just to kind of help. And the flight from like Ecuador to Miami is like maybe three hours or something like that. Miami to Atlanta is like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. It's not far. I don't know what hit me in the air between Miami and Atlanta, but it was, it was not good. It was not good. And I was sitting you know, on the, next to the window seat, and my friend uh, Michelle, she was sitting next to me, and there was this guy from Argentina sitting on the side. You know, and Michelle knew I wasn't feeling good. And also, segue: whenever you're flying, you should always be prepared. Just have a change of clothes with you. You know, you never, you never know. Maybe a blanket. That's good advice. I never it knew is, that was a thing you had to be prepared. You for. know, I didn't either. But look at God. But so we're flying from Miami to Atlanta, and something hits me. And I'm like, I look at Michelle, and I'm like, I'm going to be sick. Are you okay? And before I could say anything, and I also had a pillow with me, I but before I could grab my pillow, it was kind of like maybe on the ground or like sitting at my knees, I threw up. I don't know what I threw up, but it went all over me and probably partially on Michelle. And so then I, after I did that, I just looked out the window and was like, oh, my God. And I picked, I picked up my pillow, opened it up, and probably like, threw up like three or four more times in my pillow. And I just start looking out the window, shaking my leg, going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> Michelle's like rubbing my arm. She's like, it's, a, it's okay. You're going to be okay. <laughs> I'm about having a, 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 like a minor panic attack. I have like vomit all over me. Oh. smell. I'm, I'm not trying to be gross. It was just a bad situation. Did anybody else join the party? Like, so did, did you hear the guy? Like, <laughs> I don't know. The guy from Argentina, I could, I could tell he was looking. Michelle talks to him. He's like, he just got sick. And he was really nice. Like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. We all get sick. And so I'm just freaking out. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And so she she gets the stewardess that she comes down. She goes, are y'all okay? And she's Michelle's like, can we get some water? He got a little sick. And so she brings me some water. And I realized I stole the blanket from the flight from Ecuador to Miami. So I said, Michelle, open my backpack. And so I had my bag. Like next to my leg. So she got my bag. She opens it up, takes out the, the Delta blanket. <laughs> and I said, just drape it over me. So we drape it over me because I have vomit all over me. I don't want to move my arms necessarily because <laughs> there could be spillage. And I have a pillow full of 
vomit also so she drapes the blanket over me and i'm just laying back looking at the window like praying god let us get to atlanta please finally land, we land in atlanta she goes what are we going to do next and i said we're going to wait for everyone to get off the plane so we let everybody get off the plane i mean everybody god and everybody and the the, the flight attendants they see we're still there so one starts walking back and i said go tell them i got sick and i'm going to change clothes because i can't walk out this airplane how I am. So I had a change of clothes in my backpack. So she goes up front, tells them they're okay. I basically have to strip down to my underwear on this plane, trying to like fold my clothes and put them in a paper bag that I had, like or a plastic bag that I had in my, you know, and stuffed it down into my backpack and tied it really tight, put on my change of clothes, took the Delta blanket that I had and like wiped off the seat. And threw it in the pillowcase. You can't make this up. And walked off the plane with my backpack on, carrying this vomit pillowcase full of vomit off the plane. And they're all like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm fine." Did you like leave them I'm a tip? Fine. I was in shock. I just had to get off the plane. <laughs> and I get off the plane. I get off the plane, and I say, "Michelle, find them. where's a trash can?" And I just and we found the first trash can. I just threw the pillow full of vomit and the blanket away and honestly i may have threw my shirt away it was pretty i think i did like threw this threw it away and we just kept on walking so like, like I'm, to go. I'm picturing this it was rough. with you like it having a blanket over you it was bad. carrying like, like looking like mother mary oh it was and, and carrying baby jesus in your pillowcase it was not good it was <laughs> not good but i mean i stripped my staff stripped down that that plane i was like well, here we are. You know, I think that's the thing most of us can say we've never done on a plane. You know, so, um, hope just, you don't. Just an empty plane stripped you down know, on it, was, it. Yeah, it was a it was a time. But that's my that's my airplane story. It was well for those that are a bit squeamish. Apologize, me, Chief. You're squeamish. I'm sorry. <laughs> Put down that nip and we'll, you can pick it back up. No, I, I had, um, you know, not quite the same, but I had an airport situation. When I was in the military, I was stationed at um, Baghdad International Airport at one point. And so the base, is, it had multiple bases on it, and it's right at the airport. And one thing that I would do is I would bring people onto the base to, you know, that are get intelligence, get information and everything. And I remember my buddy and I, we picked up this one guy at the gate, and we told the people at the gate. And one of the problems was... The gate was ran by people from different countries, mm-hmm. and they didn't always communicate well with each other because, you know, there were different language barriers and things like that. So we let them know that, you know, a guy's going to park his car here, and we're going to go ahead and take him on. About an hour and a half later, we finished and went back out there, and there was this huge line of traffic trying to leave. And mm-hmm. we're just like, what is going on? And then we got up far enough where we could see his car, and they were putting, like, the EOD, which is, like, you know, essentially the, the explosive teams. Mm-hmm. They were putting robots underneath and about to blow up this dude's car. And we're like, oh, man, like, what is going on? So then I was like, hey, hey, you can just go to your car, dude. And he's like, no, I'm not going out there. <laughs> and, and so um, we went out there and talked to them, and they're like, they're so mad at us. And it went from, like, I forgot which African country was, you know, guarding it at first. And then um, another country was over it. And then the guy who's over everything was this Australian guy. So we went back there, and, and my buddy and I, we had to go talk to the Australian guy. And he was amazing because he was over, like, all these different countries for this role. And he explained to us that there were, like, two presidents from other countries trying to leave. And they missed their flights because the whole entire airport was shut down because of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, because there was a potential yeah. bomb, you know. And, and there were also, like, congressmen from the U.S. that couldn't travel because we had shut down. And it was even in the news that we shut down an international airport. And then came the point when he started cussing me out, right? And he was cussing so much. But I lost what he was saying because his accent was so cool. So then, because if you've never been cussed out by an Australian, it's a different experience. And he kept getting more angry, and I kept laughing because his accent was awesome. And I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, 
I'm being cussed out by an Australian guy. This is awesome. And uh, well, so uh, yeah, it it got it got real dicey. And my commander had to come in and and kind of handle the situation Jeez. because and we found out that the whole airport ended up being shut down for like four hours. Oh, so due okay. to our stupidity, we um, shut down Air National Airport for four hours. So that was mm. pretty pr- pretty cool. You could say yeah, you could say that. I think my story wins, but oh, your story absolutely <laughs> wins, but. No. Um, until you get cussed out by somebody in Australia. Yeah. Or looked at by your friend and discussed because right. you smell like, I'm not going to say it, but you know. That's a beautiful it's, it's, thing. It's, it, was, well, it wasn't. <laughs> well, you know, one of the last things I want to get to is, um, you know, just thinking about like what fuels you in life. You know, last episode we talked about just the different things that we do to kind of stay positive and stay in good moods and to help us out if we're struggling with different things. But one thing I think a lot of people miss out on, and you actually alluded to this a little bit last time, with your love for service. And one thing I realize is that fuels me, the opportunity mm-hmm. to serve other people. And, and, you know, when I think about, like, looking back scripturally and everything, just how how Jesus was a servant leader and how he loved to serve and, you know, how, how feeling that can be in our lives when we're serving others. And just, you know, you know I was thinking about that a lot. We had an opportunity with uh, the school my, my, my wife's, my wife's at, my boys are at, and, um, you know, we, we have good friends that are at in um, the Create School in Chattanooga, and we were able to help them and, and do some different things, a bunch of moving trucks, a bunch of just moving and carrying things and moving furniture and everything. And it was such an awesome thing just, like, to be out there serving, but then when you're doing that, you you really enjoy a lot of relational moments and get to know people better and and have have fun with people. So, um, you know, that's that's something I was thinking yeah. about. And especially since, like, you're such a big fan of service, I wanted to see, like, kind of what service means to you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I just like, you know, being there for people. I don't know. You never know when you're going to need someone. I've been in places where I've needed help with something. And is, there's nothing like when you're in need and maybe don't even realize you're in need, but someone, like, steps up and fills that gap um like the other day i, I don't know i saw my one of my neighbors she's you know she's elderly she's in her 80s her name's miss joy great great lady and it was when we had all the ice storms you know and everything was frozen over and i saw her and i was walking around my neighborhood just to get out of the house and she was pushing her trash can and like going like having to go so slow because her driveway was like full of ice so i like rushed down there as fast as i could and just like you know, I said, Miss Joy, let me know. I'll take that for you. You go back. I don't know. Little things like that, you know. And I and she's like, you just made my day. I was, she was like, you know, I was nervous. I was going to fall, in, you know, in the driveway. And I was just trying to get my, my trash can out. Uh, I don't know. Just little things like that when you're able to, like, fill a need um, for someone. Because you never know when you're going to be in that boat and need someone to, to fill a need for you. So just, yeah. Know, and, just, and that's awesome, you know. Like, those opportunities, regardless of how small or how big yeah. they are. One of the things that just makes the world a better place and helps to create better humans is if you have the opportunity to do a little something for somebody, do it. Yeah. You know, like we, we, we miss out on so many things and there's so many people out there hurting and maybe that just little encouragement they can get by you, by you serving. Yeah. So. And like you said, it doesn't have to be big. It'd be right. something little like that, you know, just... So do, do, I challenge you, like this week, you know, find find some way to serve somebody, whether it's you know big or small, maybe at work or in your neighborhood, but do something for someone else this week. And man, that's our first Rojo service project. Yeah, you know, Look we're gonna get the Rojo family out there serving somebody, and let us know what you did. Let us let us know some different ways you like to serve. Maybe give us some ideas. But Rojo family, I think it's about time to wrap it up and. Uh, you know, we appreciate you. We, we, we thank you for all the support, the encouragement, and just thank you for joining along with us uh, for, our, for our podcast. And, you know, we just, we just can't tell you enough about how much we appreciate you. 
Yeah, and you have any questions for next week, now email us. We want to hear from you guys or topics and things like that to talk about. Um, we'll make sure you see the email. Um, but yeah, reach out to us. We want to hear from you guys. We appreciate you listening for our, our fourth podcast. Uh, and we'll, yeah, we'll be here next week. And don't forget, next week, we're needing your help this week with uh, questions and everything like that because we've got to figure out when we're going to find Austin's spouse. 